Welcome to another episode of the Simple Politics Podcast. I am your host, Delmi, and I'm going to do things a little different this episode uh, because I'd like to go ahead and just explain what's happened uh, the last few months, why I've gone on an extended hiatus that was only intended to last up until the end of summer. Uh, So basically, the reason, the primary reason was because or is because um, I feel I have grown very jaded. Um, the endless cycle of clickbait articles and you know news media that continues the divisive political culture in America, it just started to really overwhelm me. Um, and I didn't want to contribute to it. I felt in some ways in some of my past episodes, I had done that. I had contributed to, to the divisiveness. Um, and and I, I just didn't want to do that anymore. Um, I want to try to to be as positive as possible. And that meant not <laughs> not doing episodes and not really reading too much about politics and then just kind of taking a break from it all. I needed a mental break. I had expected to be back to recording by the end of the summer, but then a whole slew of things happened, um, not just in the political world, but in my personal life that really made it difficult for me to to get back here. Um, But in the months since I have done a lot of reflecting and I have gotten to a better place. I'm still not fully there, um, but I'm I'm getting to a better place uh, because I don't want to give up, and I know that that's part of what you know. Those who seek to somehow, some way, undermine democracy—that's what they expect from us—is to just give up. Um, and I don't want to do that because I do believe, as I have preached on my podcast, plenty of other episodes that it is important to stay informed, it is important to stay involved, and it is important to get out there and vote. So because of that, I have found my way back. But while I'm still working on myself and and finding ways in which to do better, I will only record once a month, um, with the exception of this month. And I'll get into that here shortly. But um, I, I just think that it is better for me to find a way to get around a lot of the divisiveness however hard it is um and and just get back to the root of things which is trying to to help the american people in some ways and one way that i became inspired to be able to to do that um is because i I still have you know um plenty of like-minded uh friends around me that um are starting to see things in a similar fashion as i've started to see things which is that it's so pointless to continue to indulge this division it's pointless to continue to um make everything into them and us um, because at the end of the day, right now, both political parties are just not doing what's best for this country overall. And it's it's frustrating. But 
all we can do is to try and control the things that we're able to control and that is our reaction to things and that's one of the things I've tried to work on for myself um and because of you know my friends i i've been able to find my way back here um one friend that you'll be hearing from here shortly um her name is sabrina and uh she reached out to me a few months ago to go to a stacy abrams event she was doing a tour and one of the stops is coming here to dallas so on wednesday november 10th which you guys will probably hear this episode a day prior um I will, um, I'll be able to, to go and see Stacy on the 10th. And I feel like that's a good way for me to try to find that inspiration again that I have lost along the way. Um, seeing is how things have not only just been crazier in the news media, but as a Texas resident, I've had to go through, um, the laws that went into effect since September 1st that were very disappointing, the restrictive, pretty much abortion ban, um, the ability for Texans to have guns without proper training. Um, it's just an endless onslaught of what feels like nonsensical laws or nonsensical, um, actions by our state government um that have just made things you know very infuriating and very frustrating so um i do believe going to this event will will at least help me get back into the right direction of things i've followed stacy abrams for a few years now and and i believe her work is definitely one um to study and to and to admire she's a very admirable woman so um just for future reference, as I mentioned earlier, I will be only recording an, an episode a month for the foreseeable future. This month being the exception because I'm, I'm doing this episode today and there'll most likely be an episode after the Stacey Abrams event. Um, so, you know, we're we're heading into the holiday months and, and it's my favorite time of year. So I think that helps to add some positive boost to my mental well-being. But um, I just wanted to explain what what's happened and why I haven't, you know, consistently recorded or why I've been on such a long hiatus. Um, and I will still keep taking the time necessary to get my own head right Um, And whatever I find helps, I will share with you guys. So stay tuned for my interview with my good friend, Sabrina, who will also be at the Stacey Abrams event with me. We'll just start with welcome, Sabrina, to my podcast. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for inviting me on. I'm glad we could finally schedule it because I know we've talked about it a few times over the few months, but. Well, Sabrina's Glad finally made it on. busy attorney, high powered, doing all these like badass things in her life type of person. Always busy, trials here, trials there. I consider myself low powered attorney actually, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take high powered. <laughs> I think like um, whenever I think about, you know, like, oh, I, I I know a lot of attorneys like that's crazy and then I think about like the attorneys that I know and I'm like oh yeah they're a little they're a little crazy 
And, uh, but you know, we have yeah. a lot in, in common when it comes to the craziness, especially True. in the political world. True. And I think there's this perception that attorneys have their life together, you know, they know what they're doing in life. And if the ones that you know, it's very clear. We have no idea what we're doing. We're just like anyone else. <laughs> and and I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think it's important, especially when it comes to like politics and government and all that stuff. It's like you think and assume everybody knows everything and they know what they're doing and all this and that and you know all the laws and no like no not at all <laughs> um what would you say I guess for you was kind of like a a realization of like oh I'm a I'm an actual attorney like big time but you know I guess not big time. I want to say probably when I won my first trial Ooh. yeah I really had no idea what I was doing I just kind of got <laughs> like sent out by myself to a small town of Dumas, Texas. I don't even know if you've heard of it, but yeah, I got sent to do a trial by myself with no trial experience, no nothing. My boss is just like, you're going to have to handle it. And I was like, okay. So I flew out and I stayed in like a fancy hotel. I think it was at like Quinta, <laughs> the fanciest so, they had in Dumas. So fancy. <laughs> and yeah, I went up against an attorney. I want to say he was like, 50 year old white guy you I feel like you probably underestimated me seeing <laughs> okay. this like Hispanic young girl and I don't know somehow I won and then you know after that moment I, it, it definitely was a confidence boost yeah that's awesome yeah it was it was <laughs> I definitely needed that if I had lost I'd probably been like I'm I'm quitting. I'm done. Stop. <laughs> we definitely need more, you know, female and minority uh, lawyers out there because, I mean, mostly what you see is what you just described your other journey as, like, no, yeah, your old white male. I see that. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that a lot and hear it a lot when it comes to getting commentary on this or that. Um, and that's also one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, talk to you about the event that we're going to be going to next Wednesday for yeah. uh, Stacey Abrams. What made you want to go to this event? Well, obviously, you know, with the big win in Georgia, the Senate races, yeah. um, you know, I mean, she had definitely been I mean, when she was running, I believe it was for governor. Mm -hmm. She was in the spotlight, but and then seeing what she did to help get those uh, Georgia senators elected that really kind of piqued my interest and then I think my fiance and I watched a documentary I can't remember, remember what it's called I want to say it was on Amazon Prime um, mm -hmm. talking about like her grassroots organizing with you know voting voting rights and and that really kind of was like wow like she this lady's special <laughs> so yeah ever since then I was like I, I want I definitely wanted to go once I saw she was having that talk I um I know that the organization that she has, I think it's called Fair Fight, um, and it is concerning uh, voting rights and trying to, I guess, keep things from going south as they have been for some time when it comes to voting laws, especially in places like Georgia and here in Texas as well. Um, so I that's one of the that was one of the reasons I wanted to go to because I just want to kind of see like what she says um how it can work just because it feels like 
especially living here, it it's hard to think of it ever, ever turning blue. Um, and I know that we came really, really close in, in 2018, I believe it was, when um, Beto ran against uh, Cruz and he only lost by like, what, a few percentage points or something like that. Yeah, he, he came pretty close. Yeah, and I just... I was so hopeful <laughs> and um, and that was disappointing, you know, to, to see that he didn't win. But I have, I feel like there's a parallel with what he's done and what Stacy's done because um, most of the time, like if you lose, you just kind of want to stop. <laughs> you kind of want right. to give up, you don't want to do anything else. But um, they they did, you know, a lot and, and both of them have done like grassroots efforts and trying to get people more involved and um, register to vote and just doing things that will help basically the Democratic Party get somewhere. Um, that that was one of the, the questions that I had um, for you was just, what do you think is something that Beto can learn from Stacey with everything that she's gone through over there in Georgia and what we're probably gonna be going through in the midterms next year? That's a pretty tough question. I was thinking about that whenever you sent me that topic over. Um, you know, I feel like it, I know he's been he has been doing a lot of like grassroots organizing with voting. Um, I really haven't been too familiar about you know what he's been doing, and I started doing a little bit of research on him last night. Um, so I, I think just definitely continue with that. You know, trying to register voters and trying to educate voters. Um, I think that's what Stacey did a great job at. Her and her group was you know, really educating the voters and talking about the issues. And I think that that's something Beto can also work on is really discussing the issues with the community. You know, it, you do have to you know, sign up people to vote and do all of that, but it's also about, you know, talking to the voters and figuring out what's important for them. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why Stacey and, was so successful in Georgia was really kind of talking to the voters and figuring out what was important to them and in turn, you know, pushing out that message to the voters. Yeah, I think it helps to get people to understand what is not only at stake, but how politics can work for them, how it can help them in the long run. Because I think most people that I've encountered that, you know, aren't really interested in politics always have the same um, sort of talking points that, well, you know, my vote doesn't count or nothing really happens for me, all these different things. And it helps to have people like Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke who are on the ground trying to like show people, especially considering they've had some decent like national exposure. Um, it helps to have them on the ground and, and just kind of like talk to you as a regular person, like this is what can be done. This is how we can, you know, work to make things better. And I know that during this past election, um, it was a little bit, it was a bit difficult to see that there was specifically a lot of Latino voters that went in the other direction. And, right. um, and I know that, you know, there's, the Latino group is not a monolith and then it's very, very, very different and diverse, um, especially here in, in Texas. But that was, that was definitely something that I found to be very frustrating. And I don't really know how you fix that exactly. Um, especially now that, you know, Beto may possibly run, I don't think he's confirmed anything yet for governor against Greg Abbott. 
what do you make of all that? <laughs> well, I, I do think that one of the reasons we struggled or the Democrats struggled, um, especially in the border towns was, I think we assumed a lot. We assumed, okay, because you know, the border's majority Hispanics, Latino community, we got the, we got that in the bag. You know, we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna get their votes, and I think we just got a little bit lazy and a little bit complacent. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that in politics because no. while you're being complacent, the Republicans are on the other side. You know, they're they're hustling. They're <laughs> whether it's their fear mongering tactics, um, they're making sure to get their message out. Yeah. And I think we need us. We have to change our message to the voters and try to figure out, and that's the same thing we talked about earlier is, you know, what's important to them and, and craft a message that targets that, you know, you you can't just assume that they're going to vote for the democratic party because, you know, they're Hispanic or they're Latino. Like it's, it's not that simple. No, it's really not. And um, I think, that that's always been an issue when it comes to our community because we are always assumed to just be like this one group of people that you know swing in one direction and that immigration is our main topic all the time and and that's not the case not for not for everyone and and I feel like the Democrats have definitely done you know not as great of a job trying to really understand the different communities within the the Latino at large group and um and that's harmed things in a lot in a lot of different ways and I mean we are going to become the majority of the minority um as far as like in certain states I think here we I don't know if we are yet or we're going to be from the pretty close to being the majority yeah so I mean you have like tons and tons of Latinos who become you know voting age every year and while some of them because they're growing up in this age may just already lean democratic some won't and that's a problem and like you said if you're not paying attention you get situations like the last four years and <laughs> the suffering we went through all there. Um, do you think uh, do you think Texas could ever turn blue or purple, magenta, whatever kind of hue is closest to blue that you can think of? I think we could. Okay. I think it's going to take a lot of work. I don't think it could. It'll happen in the next couple of years. I think it's going to take a lot of work. Um, we just we can't forget and you know once Trump was out of office we're like okay everything's okay now like <laughs> yeah. let's go back to normal life like we're good but then if you just saw a couple of days ago we lost some pretty big races yeah because I, again we got a little complacent right. so you have to the Democratic Party has to find a way to keep the momentum going and you know because the Republicans Republican voters they consistently show up to vote. You know, yeah. they're going to be there. Like they know how important it is. They show up, uh, they're consistently motivated. So it's really just have to figure out how do you keep Democrat, how do you keep voters motivated period in Texas? Yeah. And then how do you um, make sure you're putting out that right, right message to the voters? Um, otherwise the, the Republicans and their fear tactics are gonna, are gonna win. Yeah. 
I think (laughs) the fear strategy is very, very powerful. Yeah. I mean, you saw what it did in, uh, was it Virginia on Tuesday? How that like whole critical race theory, uh, boogie monster, this like just turned things completely upside down um, for one particular group of uh, voters. And I think specifically here, I mean, it's very easy to go that way because yeah, the Republicans are are always working. Um, right. if, if there is one thing I can say is that they are consistent. They are very much consistent in trying to defeat the Democrats. And I understand, you know, obviously, like we want things to be about the message and 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 what people want, policy stuff like that. But I find that we're constantly like playing defense instead of offense. Sports term, I don't know if you know anything about that. <laughs> Never heard of defense versus offense. Thank you for teaching me though. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's annoying. It's really annoying because I'm like, okay, so something bad happens. The Republicans are going to turn it into this. And then here are all the line of Democrats trying to fight this one thing. And it's like, stop (laughs) like I feel that when they try to fight it it just gives it that much more attention right it makes the focus about that um like anytime I send you guys anything related to you know Rafael Cruz um like I always seriously just want to like punch him in the nuts I'm sorry god sorry but I do like I cannot help it um because he's just like that person that will literally take any headline he reads twist it around and make everyone believe things that he says although it's completely false but that false narrative is now out there and then people are falling for it and like even though I sent it to you guys, I won't share it on social media because then that gives him more, you know, like views or, or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but it's it's frustrating and it's annoying to just kind of constantly see that you have the same sort of, like their playbook is not that complicated. We know exactly what they're doing. We, we see it all the time. And every single time the Democrats keep falling for it. So my frustration, I guess, especially with trying to come back to, to podcasting when it comes to politics and all that is, is just, it gets tiresome having to wade through all of the crap and, and just see how you can really um, get people to pay attention to the right things, especially when you have clowns like Cruz who are constantly doing press conferences. <laughs> Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's just a lot. And I I can understand, you know, like why some people feel so very much like jaded when it comes to all this. And, um, and one of the main reasons that I also want to go see Stacey is because I, I would like to find my inspiration again, um, to be able to continue to be interested in all this. Um, but yeah, like I, I do feel I've gone to a place where I'm just kind of like, well, everybody sucks. Right. I don't deal with y'all. How do you how do you feel and how do you deal with all of that and not be completely put off? Well, it's for me in the last month I haven't been so good. I've had a lot going on, but generally, you know, I just 
I try to listen to my little podcast and I'm sure you still, you listen to the pod save America and of course cricket media podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I like to hear their points of view and, yeah. you know, they talk about, okay, here's the bad that's going on, but here are some things we can do to maybe fix it. You know, yeah. it just try to remember that although things may suck, sometimes we may be losing. It doesn't mean that ultimately it's a loss forever. You know, we win some, we lose some. You just have to, you know, also remember to take time away sometimes from politics <laughs> a little bit. I yeah. think we were so inundated for the last five years with it because of Trump. Yeah. And I think we just kind of got burned out, you know. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah burnout, burnout happens. So, you, you got to make sure to get, keep feeding your brain it, keep following whatever, you know accounts on Twitter that are your political accounts or Instagram what's in a podcast but then also realizing it's okay to step away sometimes if it's feeling like too much because if you just continue to consume it even if it makes you feel like crap you're just gonna you know want to stop altogether but yeah. that's what I did like taking a little break sometimes is good and then you know you get back into it and you just have to remember that yes it sucks we're losing but we're not losing right now well, a little bit losing right now <laughs> but it's it's gonna be okay just yeah it's not uh, forever it's not forever yeah we would just like they lost the election the republicans i'm sure they were feeling like crap this sucks it's all over but <laughs> um, they're, they're making a comeback i i mean but you you do have some who believe the election was not lost and true you know there then there's all that that live in in an alternate universe um that that's definitely uh I, I did you know try to do that um earlier in the year like just take a break and and try to not really um think too much about everything but um it's like every time I, I kind of get back to it it's like oh there's something there that pisses me off and I'm like I can't be mad all the time like this is ridiculous and Yes, I do still listen to Pot Save America. So um, those guys make me laugh. And I think that's one of the reasons yeah. that I still love and enjoy their podcast because they're hilarious and they do make politics funny in a very weird way. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do enjoy um, listening to them. And one of them, I can't remember, <clears throat> excuse me, his name, um, who's always neurotic. <laughs> um, I feel like he's kind of like the voice in my Dan? head. Is it Dan Pfeiffer or John um not john it's not john favreau john love it and then there's tommy love vitor love okay. it because tommy vitor i listened to um his other one uh love it or leave it no the pod save the oh. world that's what talk to the world yes. yeah yeah i like that one yeah, that was good into foreign policy which that's a whole nother situation um but uh love it he i feel he's so he's so neurotic but like he's like the voice in my head who's yes. like that's me literally like oh my god and then I'm trying to kind of be like more like uh John Favreau and you know be calm cool and collected about it but yeah it, it it's at least fun to be able to listen to those guys who worked with Obama you know right for like some years I mean that's freaking awesome um to just kind of listen to them and especially within the last few years of you know post-presidency having to kind of go through everything that um we all went through with Trump and all that um so listening to them during that time was definitely very helpful 
Um, and yeah. I've tried to, within the last few months, get back to that to kind of make it a little bit like less tense in my head. But yeah, I think I think it is definitely a good uh, recommendation to take a break sometimes from everything. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited for uh, Stacey's event and, you know, I want to hear everything she has to say and, and hopefully find, find my way to, to get balance again. I don't know, <laughs> be able to do this properly and not go crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, I'm sure it's going to be super insightful and just from, she has a, have you ever listened to her speak at all? I've heard some watched her speeches. It. Yeah, she's, she's oh. pretty cool. She has a very calming like yeah. aura to her. See, okay. And that's one of the reasons I think I could never be a politician. Because I can't. You're too passionate. I'm way too passionate. No, like way too freaking passionate. Like I will curse somebody out. And that's not a good look. Because then that'll be on social media somewhere. And then it'll follow me everywhere. And then I'll just be like. Look, if Trump can get elected <laughs> president, anything <laughs> is possible. Tell me. <laughs> Oh, I hate that. That's like a reality. Like, if he can say "grab him by the blank" and still be elected president, you can cuss somebody out. I thought the same thing, but we're women. True, it is very different. That's that's something that I've had to kind of like explain to to my boyfriend because you know he has his own set of prejudices he deals with because of him being you know a black man in America um right but he couldn't really understand when I would explain like the issues for me not just as a Latina but as a woman and kind of how all of that is you know an issue just in general I don't even think he knew about like the pay gap and all that like there's so many things that like men don't realize that women have to deal with and and so like in explaining that you know to him over time it's like it really sucks because yeah Trump did a lot of messed up things and he still won but uh, I mean I don't really yeah. think there's much that we could do like it would it would be it would have to be a lot a lot of people that really loved us somehow to be like yeah let's elect them despite <laughs> whatever crazy thing or the fact that I want to punch what's his face like despite all that yeah let's go ahead and elect her you know like it would be a lot it would take a lot you know yeah you're right this is <laughs> we may need to rethink your strategy yeah yeah which is why I wouldn't really care to be like you know a full-on politician but I <laughs> one of my one of my very like far-off dreams has been for some time I would love to be secretary of state mainly because that involves travel and you know all that but that you love you do love to travel I do so I feel like I'd be great at that I don't know about the diplomatic stuff I'd have to really work on it oh yeah but <laughs> we need to get you into some anger management classes before you know having you meet with with other heads of state yeah can you just imagine? in case like meeting Putin or something <laughs> oh god he knew all the things I tweeted before. I don't, know, I don't think he'd let me into his country. Like they would detain you upon arrival immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like uh, my boyfriend hasn't really traveled much, so he he's looking forward to being able to travel with me. He's mentioned a couple of places, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can go there. <laughs> Why not? 
may have tweeted a few things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he's just like, you need to close that account. How are you not on the no-fly list? I don't know. And I even have um, global entry. <laughs> like, I have my freaking fingerprints and everything. They approved me. So, oh, I mean, I can't possibly be any kind of a threat. I'm just, you know, little me. With This the is the video clip they're going to play on the news. <laughs> <laughs> After you end up kicking Ted Cruz in the balls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that'd be amazing. But hey, you'd be on the video with me. So. Sure. I'm going to need you to delete this video, please. <laughs> and do not upload this My podcast. Lawyer, Sabrina is handling things for me. Thank you very much. I will and, not speak anymore. <laughs> and there goes my bar card. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> or, or, you know, the, the really far left could just go ahead and like, decide to rally around you and make you into like the next rbg you never know girl i am not smart enough to ever be compared to rbg like not even one (laughs) percent oh man it's still so crazy she's not around i know that is a whole other podcast Yes, yes. Talk about we could talk for hours about her. Oh my gosh, I know, especially with everything that's going on right now in Texas and outside of Texas. But at least we will go ahead and leave that for another day, and we can definitely meet again after the event if uh, high-powered lawyer over here has time. (laughs) Sorry, low-powered. Don't forget. (laughs) And if I'm, you know, in the country by true. Or in, uh, hopefully you're not in jail or something. I mean, you know, like, you know, we'll be fine. It's okay. We know other lawyers. We're, we're okay. We're fine. True. true. We're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much for coming on the pod. And I appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. And um, where would you like me to send the bill for this? So you can send it to Jonathan Rodriguez. Um, if he's listening, uh, I believe you have his address. Uh, phone number, date of birth, social, all that. So sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I'll send it to end the recording here before uh, we say anything too too crazy. And that concludes my latest and brief episode of the Simple Politics Podcast. Please feel free to reach out to me and provide any comments, suggestions, or ask questions. I can be reached primarily on social media through my accounts at The Simple Politics on Instagram and at The Simple Poly on Twitter. Y'all stay safe.